HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Levo. Simple, potent, at-home herbal infusions at the push of a button. Learn more at levooil.com and feed your enthusiasm. That's L-E-V-O-O-I-L dot com. Hi, I'm Mike Schreiber. Welcome to The Shameless Chef, the show that takes us back in time to home kitchens in the 1970s, but still has a lot to teach us today. I developed this show with Michael Davenport in 1977. He was the original host of The Shameless Chef, and he shared his fearless attitudes towards food and encouraged home cooks to have fun and take some risks in the kitchen. I'm excited to keep this legacy alive and share The Shameless Chef with you on Heritage Radio Network. Today, I'm talking about the first and most important meal of the day, breakfast, and even some new ideas for making breakfast for dinner. I even remember making some late-night breakfasts with Michael Davenport. Before The Shameless Chef, I wasn't much of a breakfast eater. The only adventure into strange breakfasts was after a night out of drinking and crashing at someone's house to find anything to eat. I know there were eggs involved, but I couldn't possibly remember anything else. Oh, I do remember grabbing a leftover steak from John Kaiser's house. His wife Michelle was really pissed when she heard the house noise and found our stolen steak. Fortunately, we were very funny, and Michelle calmed down and made us some coffee. At least we thought we were funny. Nevertheless, after we grew up and acted a bit more mature, we actually started making Shameless Chef late-night breakfasts. It really caught on and spread throughout our various social groups. Eventually, we initiated the Shameless Chef Award for the host house. The award was a bottle of wine, which was inevitably consumed during the meal. I would definitely suggest this for anyone looking to change things up. It's non-traditional and generates the creativity that leads to fun and good friends. But don't take it too seriously since it is just breakfast after all. There's an art to doing an omelet, a good omelet that is. Sure, there are ways to make an omelet stand up, but for everything you add, the flavor and the texture go. This is The Shameless Chef. I have no intention of telling you how to do an omelet on radio, but I will tell you the foolproof way to scramble eggs. How's that for a cop-out? There are some things that you think of as complicated and near impossible to pull off, like hollandaise sauce, which is really pretty easy. There are things that legend tells us take a lot of time and skill, but which can be easily shortcutted, like au bif bourguignon. 
Crepes aren't scary. Homemade mayonnaise is a cinch. But omelets remain nearly alone as a delicacy requiring some considerable skill. As I said, I'm not about to tell you how to do it on radio. But will you settle for scrambled eggs? Hmm? Very nearly as good and a lot more foolproof. Now, all you need are, are eggs, salt and fresh cracked pepper, butter, and I like a dash or so of Tabasco. You might try it. Uh, that's all. And here's how to combine these things. Now, there are two rules of thumb about scrambling eggs. Beat lightly and undercook slightly. Let me explain. Don't beat the life out of eggs with a beater or a mixer or even a wire whisp. Use a, a fork and, and, and just sort of tumble the eggs around until the, the whites are marbled with the yellow. Add salt and pepper. Cook them in lots of butter. No, margarine will not do. Use a tablespoon of butter for each egg. Use a Teflon-lined pan, if you wish. I do. Heat the butter over medium-high heat until it's hot, not, not sizzling. Pour in the eggs. As soon as the eggs begin to solidify, only a moment, start pushing them from the edge of the pan inward with a wooden spoon or a rubber spatula. It takes only a couple of minutes. You can add some herbs or, or flavorings at this point if you want to. When the eggs look underdone, they're done. You see, they continue to cook in their own heat for a moment or so after they've left the pan. That's all. Beat lightly, undercook slightly. If you want your eggs a little lighter, add a shell full of water for about every two eggs. Runny eggs are inexcusable. Any dum-dum can tell they're near raw. Overcooked rubbery eggs are an abomination. But then there are those who like them that way, with ketchup. <laughs> this is Michael A. Davenport. Here's to good eggs. Everybody feels strongly about coffee, <laughs> no play on words intended. Some just outright will have nothing to do with it, some are on a decaf tangent, and some are devoted to coffee as life-giving substance, some are ritualistic about it, and whatever. This is The Shameless Chef. Join me for coffee. To get perking here, coffee is a seed. The seed is gathered by somebody's talented fingers, bagged and shipped, and then roasted like uh, uh, peanuts. The roasted seed is ground up from powder fine to coarse sand. It is then combined with various temperatures of hot water, and the resultant extract is called a cuppa. Now stay with me. Coffee. Some like it hot, some like it cold, some with cream and sugar, or neither, or what have you. There are about as many opinions about coffee as there are about, say, colors. Years and years of buying, brewing, and consuming coffee have made me as much an authority as anyone could be, so let me give you my favorite and most satisfactory recipe for that perfect cuppa. Uh, then we'll argue about it. Three principles are involved here. One, coffee itself. Two, the grind. And three, hot water. One, don't stint on coffee. Buy it on sale if you wish, but like everything else, you get what you pay for. Cheap on the grocer's shelf is cheap in the cup. Two, the grind. The hotter the water, the coarser the grind. Perk coffee requires the bubbling and steam action of boiling water to make it rise in the pot and dribble over the coffee grounds. Now, coffee makers that work on water that's not as hot as boiling, that is less than 212 degrees, could be ground finer. It doesn't have to take all that buffeting about. So whether you brew coffee with the chemical system, the, the filter system, or the drip system, buy a, a finer grind. Three, the hot water. Generally, you'll find that a coffee maker that doesn't require the mechanical activity of briskly boiling water is better, smoother, and more flavorful. All that boiling water breaks loose the woody pulp inherent in the coffee seed, and some acidy oils are released. Gently does it. Instant coffee? <laughs> no comment. Davenport here. Coffee anyone? Coffee anyone?
Stay with us for more of The Shameless Chef after a short break. This episode is brought to you by Levo, the world's most intelligent at-home infuser. It's super easy to use to make infusions for cooking, candies, cosmetics, and herbal medicines. When the box showed up, I was excited to try it out as I've heard good things about the machine. It looks like a space-age coffee maker on the counter, and having it out makes me want to infuse everything. I've got plans for the hot peppers on my counter and the sage I picked from the garden before the first freeze last week, along with some other choice herbs and spices. I think everyone on my list is going to get infused oils this year. So far, I've used it for cannabis, basil, and orange peel-infused oils and butter. The machine even has dry and activate functions for the highest potency and stability in your infusions, and you can connect through Wi-Fi to track your progress and record your recipes and share with the Levo community. Learn more at levooil.com. That's L-E-V-O-O-I-L.com. Welcome back to The Shameless Chef. There are people who waffle and never make up their minds. Waffle, waffle, waffle. Uh, There are shoes called waffle stompers, which seem to belong to jeans and teens. And then there is the waffle, that top-of-the-stove baked confection that is to the American meal what the croissant is to the French. This is The Shameless Chef. Let us waffle for a moment. When was the last time you used your waffle iron? I'll bet you a dollop of syrup you probably got one as a wedding gift. And perhaps you used it some Sunday night for a young marriage kind of supper. And once in a great while, waffles have been a Sunday morning thing with the family. And otherwise, it's been gathering dust in the kitchen cabinet. Well, if you're at all like me, any of the above is true. Except that I go on waffle binges now and then. I'll get out the waffle iron and dust it off and plug it in and clean off the old gudgy grease and get cracking. And for days, I am up to my butter pats in waffles. And then back to the cabinet again. Well, let me pass on some waffle variations that may help keep your waffle iron at at least in the front of the storage cabinet. Waffle batter is the same as pancake batter, whether you make it from scratch or use the packaged kind. Now, if you're packaged-oriented, I'd suggest that you perk up the flavor a little, as you would with any convenience food. Add a little vanilla or orange or almond flavoring, for example, or some nuts or grated orange peel or lemon or or lime. Well, that's for the dessert-type waffle, which you can then top with butter and syrup or butter and powdered sugar or jam or fresh fruit and whipped cream. Now then, think of waffles as a main course. A Sunday night waffle-off with the family and friends can be great fun. You put out a smorgasbord of toppings that everybody can apply and include maybe some ham and bacon or sausage. And consider next waffles as bread. Make a biscuit dough, but make it thin enough so that it pours like pancake batter. It can be regular or whole wheat or rye or sourdough, and it might, might even contain herbs or grated cheese. Hey, I like cornbread waffles. Regular cornbread, but cooked on the waffle iron. Particularly if you have the kind of waffle iron that makes the so-called Belgian waffles. Michael A. Davenport here. I waffle you not. Waffles are wondrous. Ciao. Some of us get up in the morning under protest, wondering with the first flicker of an eyelid why the world is at war against us. For those of us who are not matutinal, lots of strong black coffee is a fair substitute for blood plasma. And this is the shameless chef, a non-breakfast eater. But the rest of the world isn't like me. They do strange things in the morning, like eat breakfast. 
As stated, I, I cannot bear the idea of eggs looking back at me in the morning, but then I don't whistle nor do calisthenics in the morning either. So if breaking your fast is an important part of the morning ritual, more power to you. But why, why do, what, do breakfast eaters always eat the same things, the same breakfast things? That's eggs, one way or another. Cereal, uh, cooked or dreadfully boxed with kiddie entertainments imprinted thereon. Uh, something in the way of juice. Uh, three meats, usually ham, bacon, or sausage. Slight variations would include uh, waffles or pancakes. Now, granted, combinations of those things can be endlessly parlayed into equally endless breakfasts. Although I find them appealing at, say, uh, oh, about seven in the evening on a Sunday after a day spent out of doors, if the weather permits or a day spent in a fur and movie if it's blustery. But anyway, uh, let me ask, why do you breakfast eaters always eat the same things? Why not baked beans in the morning? The Navy serves them, and so do Bostonians. The British are fond of certain kinds of fish for breakfast. Hearty and protein and, and nifty. Where is it written that I can't have a steak sandwich for breakfast? If I eat breakfast, that is. Or a bowl of chili. The heartiness should last until noon, and the pepper certainly would wake up a sleepy system. Now, eggs Benedict are laudable. Uh, someday I'll tell you where they got their name. It has nothing to do with St. Benedict, by the way. I have a friend who likes popcorn for breakfast. Why not? He says it's particularly good when you heat the milk and add butter. But isn't popcorn like those popped and whooped and inflated and glazed things they have in boxes? Popcorn has no sugar. If you were dieting, wouldn't tomato soup be great in the morning instead of tomato juice? with crackers yet. Folks on the eastern seaboard have a good, adventurous attitude toward breakfast, like corned beef hash and scrod and scrapple and such. I begin to salivate as I list these things, and perhaps it isn't so much that I hate the idea of breakfast, it's the usual breakfast food I hate. <laughs> Michael A. Davenport here. Now, let's see. Tomorrow morning, I'll have Yankee pot roast and potato pancakes. Please, subscribe to The Shameless Chef wherever you get your podcasts. The voice you heard throughout this episode was Michael Davenport, the host of The Shameless Chef, who unfortunately passed in 1985, but lived a truly vibrant life. The Shameless Chef is produced by Dylan Hoyer and me, Mike Schreiber, with podcast development and additional production by Kat Johnson. Our audio engineer is Matt Patterson. The original theme song for The Shameless Chef was composed by Chip Davis. Armin Spengen composed the theme music for this podcast. The Shameless Chef is powered by Simplecast. The Shameless Chef is a production of Heritage Radio Network, the world's pioneer food radio station. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org and follow us at heritage underscore radio.